0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I had a good friend who learned in BMG in Lakewood for many, many years. And him and his wife was not blessed with children. They were married for then almost six, seven years with no kids. This particular guy had a chavrutah with a brilliant Russian Baal who was an incredible genius a genius Russian engineer, Baal Teshuvah, that ended up learning such an enormous amount of Torah, and not just Torah, but also Torah Nistar. And this guy learned all different books regarding the secrets of Torah. guy was a genius of a mind, and he was able to soak up so much wisdom in such a short period of time. One of the things that this particular Russian young Talmud Chacham he prided himself of knowing what's called chokhmat Hayyad. Now this was something that dates back to the Arizal, who writes about it in Shara Kavanot, the concept of al pituran Kabbalah, actually being able to see the map of a person's life through the map of the palm of their hand, and how to be able to understand the lines and the scratches and the etchings. This isn't something that I know anything about nor is it something that many of what you would call the typical regular Rabbanin today put themselves or even look into for that matter. But this guy knew it, or at least he claimed to know it. So he's learning with this Russian, and the guy tells him, listen, I know all these years you didn't have children. I know how down you and your wife are about it. Let me see your hand. Let me see if you have in your future to have children. Like this, if there's nothing there, I could kind of just save you the aggravation and tell you, don't knock yourself out. Just It is what it is, and accept it. Let me see your hand. So my friend said, okay. He knows that this guy is a, a whiz and reading hands and faces. So he sticks out his hand. He takes his hand. He looks at his hand. He starts looking at his palm. And then he looks at the spot that shows children, which is the area right at the bottom of the pinky, off to the outside of the hand. He starts looking to see, is there any etchings? And he sees it's clear. Clean as a whistle. Not even a scratch or an etch or a line. It's amazing, every time I tell the story, people start looking at their (laughs) hands in the middle of the... Nothing! It's clean! Nothing at all. So the guy turns back to his chavruta and he says, listen, I'm sorry, there's nothing here. Well, can I tell you, uh, you're not going to have any kids. So why don't you just accept it and just move on with life. Maybe consider adopting. And my chavruta, my friend, who was then his chavruta, he says he was broken to pieces. He says, you see, now I totally have no... He said it, he saw it. He read the roadmap of my life. I have no kids in my future. Zero. Nothing. Ay, ay, ay. A month later, this particular guy, who was now slated to have no children for life, one of his neighbors was taking a drive out to Muncie to visit the great Reb Rebbe. Zeche Lebracha. He was a kadosh. kadosh. He turns to me and he says, hey, you want to come with me to Muncie? I have a... I have an appointment by the Ribnitz Rebbe to get a Biracha. Maybe you get a Biracha. You get a Biracha for children. He says, Nah, it's no use. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm over with. No more doctors, no more rabbis, no more sigulot, no more p'tichataychal, no more nothing. I'm done. I don't want to see any more birds anymore. Shiloh haken. I am done. He says, Come on, don't be that way. I'm going anyways. What do you have to lose? You have something better to do tonight? Come with me to Muncie. Take a drive. He said, okay. Nothing better to do. He went with him. He went out to Mansi. He comes to the Ribnitz Rebbe, Rebbe. My friend goes inside to the Rebbe. Rebbe's Kadosh. You see it's such a light on his face of a Sadiq. He comes into the Rebbe. And the Rebbe sits him down, gives him a lachayim, gives him something to drink. And then he says to him, so how can I help you? He says, Rebbe, I'm not going to have any kids. I don't, uh, the Rebbe says, what do you mean? Rebbe sticks out his hand. He takes my friend's hand and he tells him, I give you a beracha, a bezat Hashem this year. You're going to have a baby boy and you're going to make a brit Milah this year. That guy was like, couldn't believe his ears. What are you talking about? But my, my, my hand, my scratches, my lines, my... The Rebbe says, Bezat Hashem, call me when you're making the brit Milah. The guy goes home that night to Lakewood. Couldn't believe his ears, really. He was blown away. Well, he comes back the next day and his Russian Havruta is looking at him and he sees that he's all happy about something. So he says, what are you so happy about? He says, well, I want to tell you something. You and your palm reading, I just went to a big sadiq last night, the Ravnitz Rebbe. He gave me a bit to have a baby boy. So the guy says, okay. Whatever works for you. And that was it. Two months later, his wife is pregnant for the first time in seven, eight years. It's a miracle. The doctors couldn't believe it. It was an incredible moment. He comes running into the Midrash. He runs up to his havruta and he says to him, Ha! You see? My wife is pregnant. The guy couldn't believe it. He said, What? That's impossible. He said, Wait, 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 wait one second. Let me see your hand. He sticks out his hand and his chavuta, the Russian, starts going through and he looks at the side of the hand and he says, I don't believe it. There's a scratch there. A month ago there was nothing there. I don't believe it. He had a baby boy and the Brit Milah was that year and he called the Rebbe who gave him a L'chaim over the phone from Munsi and the Birachav the Rebbe, the Berachav Rabbanim Sadikim. There's nothing in the world that can hold it. Three and a half years later, his wife comes to her husband and says, I want to have another child. The husband says, Well, uh, listen, I think the first time was already a miracle of miracles. I don't know if we can push our luck. She says, No, please, you know, go to the room that's again and get another Berachav. He said, Okay, I'm going to go. So that day he's in yeshiva and he's talking to his chavruta and he tells his chavruta, the Russian guy, the palm reader, he says to him, my wife wants to have more kids. I'm going tonight to the Reb He says, really? Come with me. He takes his chavruta downstairs to the yeshiva office and he tells him, come over here. He pulls him over to the copy machine, to the Xerox machine. He opens up the hood, he takes his chavruta's hand And he puts it on the glass, and he closes the cover, and he makes a copy of his entire palm, inch by inch. He pulls out the paper. He says, "You see, I got a copy of it." Go ahead now. Now go to the ribbitzeret. Now go to the rabbi tonight. That night, he goes to the rebbe. He comes into the rebbe. He says, "Rebbe, thank you." But now, the boy is three and a half years old. My wife would like another child. Please, could I beg you? Could it be zochet to another Beracha from the Rebbe for another child? The Rebbe with a big smile. He sticks out his hand. He takes my friend's hand and he tells him, I give you a Beracha that this year you're going to have another baby boy, another Brit Milah and call me by the day of Brit Milah to have the L'chaim like the last one. The guy, my friend was ecstatic. He got the Beracha. He was jumping up and down. He was going wild. He comes back to Lakewood. That night, he gets home. Who's standing by his front door? His Havruta, the Russian guy, the palm reader. He says, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. So he got the B'racha? He says, yeah, I got the B'racha. He says, okay, come inside. They come inside. He pulls out the paper from that morning, from the copying machine that he copied his palm, and he pulls out the paper. And he looks at my Chavutah's hand. And he looks at the spot of wherever that is. And he looks and he says, I don't believe it. There is a second scratch. (laughs) Then he pulls out the paper from the copy machine that morning. And he says, look. And my friend sees a perfect copy of his palm of that morning. And in that area that he was pointing to, there was not two scratches. That morning, there was only one it's not about who's right or wrong. It's not about being smarter than the Torah, smarter than the rabbis, or understanding and appreciating their wisdom. That's not what it's about. It's about understanding whose side is Hashem on. Because when the Talmidei Chachamim, who represent God, who represent Torah, when they say something, Hashem makes sure that that's what's going to be. Because they represent Him. They represent Torah. And if their words are in truth, and if their words don't hold truth, then chas v'shalom. It's a chilul. It makes Torah look bad. It makes the learners look... And what does it do for Hashem? Hashem says, I'm going to uphold the words of the Talmidei Chachamim. I'm going to make sure... Whether right or wrong, it's going to be the way the rabbi said it. Because he represents me. And at the end of the day, Hashem's stamp is truth. And therefore, no matter what words Hashem places in the mouths of the rabbis, you can take those words to the bank. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org